everybody. I'm coming to you today um, with a, to answer a question that I know I've struggled with in interpersonal relationships, and I'm assuming that each and every one of you have as well, because the Word of God wouldn't be talking about it in the Old Testament and the New Testament if there wasn't issues and struggles. And so the question that I will be answering and, and helping you to figure out in your own life and according to the word of God is this, why can't we just get along? Have my really good friend of, of several years, uh, he used to always say to Pastor Cole and I, can't everybody just be happy? Can't everybody just be uh, kind and nice to each other? And so I'm sure you've thought that, but obviously that's not the reality of interpersonal relationships um, in every area of our life, in, including the church. And so there's different reasons for this and, and ways that we can actually become better at at interpersonal relationships. And so a lot of times it's because of our desires for recognition, for honor, for power, for pleasure, for money, and superiority over other people that we have issues, we have fights, we have quarrels. Just like it says in James chapter four, verses one through three. I'm, I'm gonna read this scripture. It talks about uh, what is the cause of the conflicts and quarrels with each other. Doesn't it battle on the inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? You're, you're jealous, you want what other people have, so you, so you often see yourself better than others. There's that superiority. You scheme with envy and harm. What that means, that word scheme with envy and harm, the same word envy in the Greek means to kill. And so when those emotions, and that's of our flesh, we get jealous, we get envious of people. What, how come, how come so-and-so is always getting a blessing or blessings? It could be in any single area of our life. We get jealous at times. And that same word means we want to kill that person or steal their blessing. It's exactly the same word in the Greek. That is amazing if you think about it. And so why am I bringing that up? Uh, uh, because I want you to know that when these things arise in your soul, they arise in your mind, they battle on the inside of you and you make a choice to allow them to operate. And then you, op you let these things operate in your interpersonal relationships, if it's with your mother, your father, your, your, your spouse, your children, people in church, people on the job, people in your everyday life, you are actually opening the door for the enemy of your soul to bring disharmony and to bring quarrels and fighting. And also you're allowing yourself to be robbed of peace. God wants you to walk in peace. God wants you, to, wants you to know, how do I deal with the reality of my humanness? With When I have war, when I do get jealous, when I do get envious, when also it says in, in, in these verses that uh, we want to uh, selfishly obtain what we crave. And we all crave these things. And that's amazing. And especially in our culture, in an American culture, we crave those. And so that's a lot of the reasons why we quarrel and fight. And then it says as well at the end of these verses that all the time you don't obtain because what you want, because you don't ask God for it. 
And so, and if you ask, you won't receive it because you're asking for the wrong motives. You're only asking because you want to seek these motives on the inside. And so that the Greek word for, for, uh, 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 motives and the Greek word for, for, uh, all of this is it's, it's, it's K-A-K-O-S and that can be translated sick or sickly. And so what James is saying to us is, you know what? You're praying for all this stuff. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me God. And that's only for your own selfish motives. And what James is saying, you're praying sick prayers. You're praying sickly prayers. You're actually praying uh, uh, disease and, and not, not physical disease, but you're praying destruction on yourself because our selfish motives will only bring corruption. But the purposes and plans of God, when we are walking in them and when we are praying and declaring the word of God and lining ourselves up with him and his purposes, we're praying healthy, life-giving prayers. But when we're praying this other way, sickly prayers. I found that really amazing, thinking to myself, what is wrong about praying about this, praying about that? But when I checked my motive, my motive or motives was not lining up with the pure motive of what God had. And so I want to ask you that. I want you to check your motives. Every single one of you, I know this is hard. It's like, like I'm taking a scissor and, and trying to cut open your heart. And I want you to look inside and say, what are my motives? What am I seeking? What am I running after? What am I allowing to pull me uh, in, in my soul? And think about these words. Think about what, what this scripture is saying. And, and God wants to adjust your motives. God wants to adjust your sickly prayers and make them life-giving prayers. Amen? Amen. And then in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, another reason we fight amongst each other and have quarrels and, and divisions amongst us is because of, of the sinful nature. This talks about any time you, you can tell if you're walking in the flesh and you need to get re-energized by the word of God and by by the Holy Ghost and fire is if it's really obvious if you're if you're being tempted to sexual immorality or actively participating if you're thinking thoughts that are lustful if you're looking at pornography if you're chasing after everything in this world and every relationship in this world more than you're chasing after God you're you're manipulating people uh, you're hating people who literally get in your way and the main thing there's a lot of other explanations on this but the one thing that that stands out to me in verse 20 of Galatians chapter 5 is it says you're in love with your own opinions and you know what? That is amazing. When you get together with different people and there's like a variety of opinions that go down in the table or, or in the coffee shop or in the church foyer or, or wherever you are and everybody's given their opinion, not, not what God's word says. That's not what I'm talking about, but their opinion on, on any, any area of life. 
and they will fight you tooth and nail just to make sure that you know their opinion is right. That is something that you know people are actually operating in themselves. They're operating in pride and they love their own opinion more than they love the interpersonal relationships that they could have with everybody in that circle. And that made me stop and think a lot about it. Do I love my own opinion? more than I love the people that I am in conversation with and would like to be in relationship with. God wants you to have harmony and peace and experience his love in and through your life and, and to other people as well. So think about that. Think, think, think about that. And then um, in Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 through 13, um, I think that is really neat. In 10 verse 11, um, it talks about an ulterior motive and that motive is associated with violence. In other words, when we have alter ulterior motives or we have hidden agendas that aren't God's agendas, um, we, we actually are dancing, dancing with violence. We're hiding violence within our soul and it comes out and it, it interacts with the relationships that we have and it causes damage. God wants the fountain of life. He wants his truth, the living truth flowing through us to the relationships in which we have. And if you have this hidden ulterior motives, basically your own selfish agenda, that's what that is. It's violence and it's going to cause destruction to your soul and it's going to cause destruction to those who are around you. This is like probably one of the most serious summertime devotions I've ever done. But I'm recognizing these, these interactions with people all over, all over in family and in church family and even uh, uh, places that I go in the grocery store. And you know, God wants us to be different. He wants that life flowing truth from the word of God and being, uh, being uh, under the Holy Ghost in fire and being, ex being in all of that. He wants the, the fruit that comes from that to be flowing, not these, not these other things. Also in verse 10 in Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, not verse 10, but verse 12, it talks about hatred, um, keeps old quarrels alive. Um, that, that word in the Aram, Aramaic says that hatred, it stirs up judgment. And so when you bring that up and people can sense that, you're actually stirring up people to respond by judging you. People to respond by, by actually beating you up like with a hammer. Um, and so, so you, you've got to work on that in your own life. And then um, in, in chapter, and, and also at the other half of that particular verse, it says, how, how do we, how do we respond? How do we work through, through all of this? What do we do to combat that from what I've said? And also it says, but love draws a veil over every insult. And so love will cover up the offenses, but it means we need to work on it. Can you say, can you say amen? So how do you get along? How do you work on all of these things that operate in and through each and every one of us on some level or another? I mentioned some, I mentioned what they are, but this is what you can do.
Besides going to God, some of you, even now I'm sensing this, you need to repent because you've been operating on some level or another within the relationships within your family, within some of the ministries that you're, that you're, uh, leading and and even in some of the rela- all the relationships that you find your life life takes you repent i know that god dealt with me as i was going through these scriptures and and the different things i i realized some some of my motives some of my attitudes and i realized that i needed to put them under the blood of the lamb and so proverbs chapter 22 verses 9 through 11 this is this is how you can get along this is, this is some of the ways that you can do what you need to do besides what's already been spoken. When you are generous to the poor, you are enriched with blessings in return. So that word generous actually means to have a bountiful eye. It's a figure of speech for generosity in that scripture. It's a life of helping others. We've heard it said when we go out on the streets for soul winning, uh, when you make souls, Um, your priority. God will abundantly come back to you and, and reach your loved ones and so forth. Well, this is another way of saying that when we're generous and we're giving to the poor, in other words, when we make our life a life of helping other people, the blessings of God will come back to us and also within our interpersonal relationships will be kinder, will be sweeter, and will want to get along with people. And all of those motives and all of those things that operate in our souls actually will be dead because we're giving to these other things. So say, and also say goodbye to troublemakers. People who actually make a choice, they want to stay operating in the things that I've talked about. If they don't want to change, you say goodbye to them. And when you say goodbye to them, quarrel and strife and tension and arguments will be out of your life. You want to hang out with people besides the Lord that want to flow in this way. They might not get it every single time, but they're at least trying to go in that direction. And finally, the Lord loves their people's hearts who are holy. And he is a friend of those who are trying to make their ways pure. And so that should be our goal. Lord, help me to live a life that's pleasing to you. Help me to be live a life that's not only pleasing to you, but when I interact in my interpersonal relationships, help me to allow the things that come out of my life, come out of my soul, come out of my spirit, be what you talk about in your word. Give me the power and the strength Give me the power and the strength to say to the devil, these are under my feet and I'm going to rise above this and I'm going to walk in these ways. In Jesus name, I believe that you can do that. Amen.